Hello and welcome once again to Player Pandemonium, an audio blog podcast about video games. This is a new segment I want to do called Level Up. Mostly when I do an episode, it's about a video game or video game topic. Level Up will look at more into a video game level or a boss and find out why people love it or hate it and why it stood the test of time. Speaking of time... In 1998, Nintendo would release what many say would be their magnum opus in The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Zelda made a fantastic transition from 2D to 3D and is mostly loved by everyone to this day. When the topic of Ocarina of Time and Dungeons come up, most of you will probably hear about the headache and maze that is the infamous Water Temple. However, if you talk about good dungeons in Ocarina of Time, most people will probably say the Forest Temple. Some Zelda fans have the Forest Temple as not just their favorite temple in Ocarina of Time, but in all of Zelda. But why is this? What makes the Forest Temple so unique and different from every other temple? That's why we're here today. We're going to give one of Zelda's most loved dungeons a much closer look. You don't get to go inside the Forest Temple when you see the entrance for the first time. As a child in the early game, you have to navigate through the Lost Woods and find your friend Saria, or is it Saraya? Anyway, when you meet her, there's a huge temple entrance above you, however, as a child, you can't get to it. That was something Zelda games were really good at, teasing you with an entrance or a pathway that's being blocked for a specific time. Your curiosity takes over and makes you think, what's over there? Then time passes or you get an item that you can get through that block area and you go, oh, it just clicks. That's one of the best things about the Zelda series as a whole. Later on in Ocarina Time, you grow up as an adult. You're asked to go to the Forest Temple to save your childhood friend. Now if you're newly acquired item in the hookshot, you can go into that entrance that eluded you years before. And thus, the Forest Temple begins. The Forest Temple is the fourth dungeon in The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. It's the first dungeon you do as you turn into an adult as your quest really unfolds. We've dealt with a few levels before, but the Forest Temple feels like the first real dungeon of the game. You're not a kid anymore, it's time to man up. Upon the entrance, it's an entryway and an arch that leads to a door. A great image of a first impression. It's almost as if the temple is inviting you. As you take a few steps forward, you're spooked by two wolfos or wolf-like enemies that get in your way. I always saw these enemies as kind of the gatekeepers of the temple. The room is also foggy and with a mysterious mist, giving a rainforest light atmosphere and aesthetic. Speaking of aesthetic, the music in this temple is very strange and gives off a sense of mystery and wonder. I'm personally not the biggest fan of the song, but I know it's loved by many Zelda fans. The temple is already done well with intimidation and atmosphere, we're not even past the first room. This gets an A plus as far as first impressions go. You go down a hallway with a scatola in your way, you can take this guy out pretty easy with your hookshot. You then enter a large corridor with an elevator in the middle, and the room is also four different colored torches. From the torches, four different colored ghosts appear and split up inside the temple, making the torch lights go out and the elevator leading to the temple's boss closed off. This shows that the main objective of the temple is to defeat the four ghosts in order to use the elevator. This mechanic was also used later in The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess in the temple called Arbiter Grounds. You have to do some ghost busting in the temple to progress. Oddly enough, Arbiter Grounds is the fourth temple in Twilight Princess, much like the Forest Temple is the fourth temple in Ocarina of Time. Even an entire decade later, Nintendo was clearly impressed at how fans left the Forest Temple and used this mechanic again in Twilight Princess. This is also the first dungeon in the game where you have to find small keys in order to progress. Feels like the first couple dungeons was kinda how to play the game, but now the training wheels are off. We get introduced to more traditional Zelda mechanics now that we're grown up. The Forest Temple, no doubt, is to many gamers their first real challenge. There are two rooms that are outside that are early in the temple as you walk in and an enemy tries to bite you, only inches short from actually getting you. This is where I start to see why people love this temple so much. The two things this dungeon stands out is atmosphere and intimidation. Some rooms have a mysterious mist, a lot of rooms look like it's from an old mansion. You know when you go in the attic of your house and it's all dusty and dirty and you kind of got like, like a sense of imagination to it? kind of feels like that. One room later on in the dungeon takes you down a hallway that curves into a 45 degree angle. You go into the next room and you see a different kind of treasure chest that you've never seen before. This one's blue and yellow, however it is on the wall so you can't reach it. It's also the game's first experience of one of Zelda's most annoying yet infamous enemies, Floor Masters. 
They come from the ceiling and if they grab you, you take you back to the start of the room. Navi, your fairy assistant, tells you to watch out for these enemies. However, you've not seen them at this point, so you really don't know what to expect. Just that something's coming from the ceiling. You just don't know what. However, your first experience of this enemy was clever yet evil if you think about it. You look at that blue treasure chest as you walk in and you start thinking, what is that? And just enough time for the Wallmaster to get you. This is a prime example that this is the first temple in the game that's not going to pull any punches. Later in a dungeon, you find a picture of one of the ghosts on it, but it disappears as soon as you get close to it, laughing at you as it disappears. Once again, this temple loves to intimidate you. You know you need something to reach through those ghosts, but you just don't know what yet. In the next room, we meet you with a couple Stalfos as our mini-boss, Skeleton Knight enemies. Beat them to get the temple's prized item, the Fairy Bow. The bow has always been a great item in Zelda ever since its induction in the original game, but now in a 3D environment, this gives the bow a whole different level of possibilities. You can either go back to the room you were just in or go to the next room. There's another set of ghost paintings in the next room. You'll have to do both either way. Now with your new item, you can shoot the painting making the painting disappear and having the ghost go to another painting. Once the ghost is out of paintings to go to, you have to fight him on the bottom floor. Wait for your time to attack and beat the ghost. This, of course, depending on the color of ghosts, lights up the torch in the main lobby. You do return to the room that turns to a 45 degree angle, but now with the bow, you can hit a switch that fixes the room, thus being able to find what's in the blue treasure chest. It holds the boss key, a key in order to, well, go inside the boss room. However, we still got some ghost busting to do first. After some navigating, you do find the third ghost as you have to do a quick puzzle in order to fight him. And I mean a legitimate puzzle. You have to move blocks to make an image to the ghost and then fight him. You end up back in the main lobby as you see the final ghost trying to go inside the elevator. He's scratching at the elevator almost as if he's scared trying to get help from the temple's boss at this point. This is a great sense of growth. Now the temple is intimidated by you rather than you being intimidated by the temple. Fighting the fourth ghost in the main lobby is a little different than the others. This one splits into four copies. The real one will do a turn so it's easy to pick out which one's the real one. Beat the ghost, light up the final torch, and head down the elevator on your way to the boss room. You walk into the boss room and go up a flight of stairs. You see many of the same painting around you in an octagon-like arena. You try to escape, but the gate closes. You turn around and there's who seems to be Ganondorf, the game's main antagonist, riding his black horse. How did he get this horse down the elevator? That's a hell of a question. He puts on a skull-like mask and we get our boss title, the evil spirit from beyond, Phantom Ganon. He rides his horse and goes inside one of the paintings and the first stage of the boss battle begins. Man, between this and Mario 64, Nintendo sure had a thing with paintings. There are multiple paintings around you as you see Phantom Ganon riding closer to you. If you pick the right one, a portal opens and that's your time to attack him with your newly found fairy bow. However, Phantom Ganon might psych you out and turn around at the last moment, appearing from another painting. If you don't hit him when he appears, he shoots a lightning bolt that hits the corners of the arena, mostly resulting in you getting shocked and taking damage. After enough hits, Phantom Ganon loses the horse and we enter the second phase of the fight. Stage 2 of the fight, Phantom Ganon flies around and he'll shoot a ball of energy at you. You have to use your sword to hit the ball back at him as you both play a game of energy ball tennis. This mechanic in a boss fight was actually introduced in The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past, so it was kind of cool to see this used in 3D. After a few back and forths, Phantom Ganon will eventually miss, zapping himself as he floats to the ground. This is your time to attack the boss to get some big damage on him. Do this enough times and Phantom Ganon is no more. Once you beat Phantom Ganon, a portal opens up in the middle of the arena as the real Ganondorf speaks, talking about how you have grown up and the real fight against him won't be so easy. Honestly, I think this boss fight with Phantom Ganon is actually harder than the Ganondorf fight itself, seeing how this is still early game so there's a lot less room for error, but that's just me. Ganondorf sends the Phantom to the portal between dimensions. Collect your heart piece, see your childhood friend Saria, thus ending the forest temple. 
Overall, it's safe to see why so many Zelda fans love this dungeon. It's got a creepy, mysterious aura along with illusions and intimidation that makes it flat out unforgettable. Personally, I would put Ocarina of Time's Spirit Temple over this, but it's easy to see why people pick the Forest Temple as their favorite Zelda dungeon, not just in Ocarina of Time, but in Zelda in general. I think it's very fitting at your first dungeon as an adult. Everything feels a little darker, a little more serious, with a little more tension, just like adulthood. But do not worry, for you have courage on your side. That's the lesson I've always picked up from Ocarina of Time, is that things change, but don't be scared of change, embrace it. Use that change to help you shape into your adulthood, just like it has for a hero of time. Thank you for listening.